Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Sam Says. I am DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group, and joined uh, joining me rather today is the Sam and Sam Says, the Executive Director of I'm Hip, uh, Samantha Olds Fry. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing well, DeRondel. How are you? I am doing well. So as we sit here today, I think we can say we're transitioning from winter to spring. Is that safe? I'm really hopeful there's enough rain to call it spring. I think we do have that one snow. There's always that one March snow that always always gets me. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to like June at this point. I got it. At this point, uh, we are just around the corner from St. Patrick's Day. Are you big on St. Patrick's Day? Or is it just something that you just kind of check off the calendar as it moves on? You know, we'll do a little family thing. Maybe have like green pancakes in the morning, but pretty simple. What about you? This will be my first year of seeing the river t- uh, dyed green. Um, I'm very excited about that in the most sarcastic way possible. And um, yeah, I want to just go experience it and check it off the list and, and then move on. Sounds like a plan. All right. So today's topic, uh, new leadership, new opportunities. Well, we're going to cover, we uh, have a new governor. We have several new legislators in office now, and I know that you and the organization have been very active, uh, not only locally, but also in Springfield, trying to get a sense of what's happening with all of the new players and the new initiatives. So I figured that we would just start there, just give us a sense of uh, what's happening and, and what have you seen so far down in Springfield. So I think the biggest change worth mentioning is just how the building itself feels, the capital. There is a sense of optimism and hope that that the state is going to move forward. We're going to address the challenges we've had, both large and small, and collectively and collaboratively in a bipartisan uh, approach, work towards solutions, focusing really with Illinoisans in mind. And I think that things feel truly different in the building, um, in the Capitol, than they have for quite some time. And so from that standpoint, we're pretty excited. And so you've been down in Springfield doing this type of work for a while now. Will it be difficult, do you think, for folks who are used to a certain way of operating to get used to this new spirit and this new energy? You know, I think that Illinois um, has a history of finding bipartisan solutions. So I do think from that standpoint, um, there there is a path. But it is, it is a change, and it is a change of recognizing that all of these challenges um, are ours to fix collectively. It's much harder to come with solutions than it is to just point out problems. So I do think that there will be um, a need for everyone to focus on solutions and, and bring those ideas collectively together because we do have a lot of work that needs to be done. And I know that part of the effectiveness of the organization are you and your team and and wonderful ability to be able to build relationships with legislators uh, down in Springfield. Can you give us a sense now as the chess pieces are moving around a little bit, how you try to continue to cultivate those supporters and and champions of, of your work? Absolutely. I think that when you're talking about Medicaid and the size of the program with regards to the state budget, it's important that people recognize and understand the nuances that this program brings. And so from our perspective at the association, we're reaching out and we're doing Medicaid 101s with new legislators um, and then more detailed briefings with our senior leaders, um, you know, Majority Leader Greg Harris, uh, leader Tom Demmer, champions in, in the House on, on both sides, um, but really beyond that, educating all of the new members of 
the simple, what is Medicaid? What does it mean to you and your district, to your constituents? What does it mean to your provider community? And how can we collectively work together to improve the program? Do you find that you're seeing more legislators who are leaning in to proactively uh, receive that education? Or do you find that you're having to go through your traditional routes of, of building relationships in order to deliver that? No, we're absolutely seeing in this new uh, freshman class a great uh, thirst for knowledge and engagement. Uh, I have had a Medicaid 101 co-chaired by uh, Chairwoman Hurley, and we had roughly 30 legislators there. Oh, wow. um, really just to, to understand the nuts and bolts of Medicaid. That's great. And so before we transition outside of the new spirit and energy down there, what has been the most surprising in terms of what you've seen so far? So I think that perhaps not surprising, but a lot of work around the budget has already begun. Um, there is a lot of work that needs to be done to stabilize the budget, to pay down the backlog of old bills, to ensure that the Medicaid program has the resources it needs to invest in the programs that are necessary. Um, and we're already seeing those conversations pick up. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done there. Uh, talk about, you know, MCO assessments, talking about what programs need increases in rates, what what reforms need to be done. And so I think what's surprising is the recognition early on in session that there's a lot to be done and to start that work in March rather than May. That's great. And I know that uh, recently there was a, a lobby day down in Springfield, and I know, again, as, as someone who's been down there many, many times for, for these and similar events, um, you are used to the lobby day and all that comes along with it, but give us a sense of, of how this particular day went uh, for you and the organization. Yes, so we had about 30, 40 people coming down from the health plans, um, CEOs, our chief medical officers, but some of my favorite folks are always our care coordinators, our folks who are on the ground every day, the front lines working with members. And it really is uh, a departure from their everyday uh, working with Medicaid members to then talk to legislators and to educate them on what Medicaid really means for people's lives and what we as health plans do to make sure that members are getting what they need. Um, so from that perspective, it was really great. We met with dozens of legislators, uh, you know, freshman legislators and, you know, leaders of caucuses, really to educate them on the work we've done, on where we've moved the needle and opportunities in the future uh, to continue to strengthen the program. Great. And can you give us a sense how activities like Lobby Day fit into the overall kind of advocacy strategy for I'm Hip, you know, whether that's locally down in Springfield or even perhaps nationally? Yeah, so I think from our perspective, we are on the ground, you know, every day in Springfield, making sure that we're responsive to legislators, making sure that we're educating legislators, but really our focus is always bringing it back to the member. What does this law change mean for an individual on Medicaid? Mm -hmm. What does this mean for the overall program um, in terms of are we inviting innovation? Are we improving quality outcomes? Are we making it easier for a Medicaid member to get the services they need? And how, if we're not, if the answer to that is no, then how can we do so? And so that's really our overarching strategy is to, um, when in doubt, ask the question, what does this mean for a Medicaid member? And is this going to make their lives better? And so in doing so, what are you seeing uh, kind of rising to the top as some of the top priorities for Medicaid members now? 
So I think behavioral health across the board, we've seen that, you know, that is one trend that we saw, you know, in the last administration and thankfully a commitment within this administration as well is a recognition that our behavioral health system, both from a substance use disorder and a mental health side, um, you know, don't have the investment and the resources that they need to meet Illinoisans uh, where they are. Mm -hmm. And we need to be innovative. We need to address that um, and invest in the resource and in the providers and resources we have right now. Okay. And I know that in terms of resources, there's a new billing guide. Can you give us some, some sense of, of, of what that looks like and, and how that fits into the overall model? Absolutely. So IMEP is the first association that we know uh, nationally who's creating a comprehensive billing guide for providers. We published the initial component of that, which was an overview of sort of the billing basics and then an outpatient hospital uh, chapter. We are throughout the next few months adding to that for all provider types to ensure that providers know how to bill, to ensure that providers have the right contacts at plans, that we've really laid out sort of a rules of the road um, to ensure that everybody knows what is necessary. That exists today, but it's not in one easy to use guide. It's, you know, there's something on HFS's website, there's something on One Plan's website, and there's something on, you know, a provider association's website. We're taking all of those resources that exist today, pulling them into a single usable document, and then adding to it, making sure that we're tackling those challenging um, scenarios on from a billing perspective. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, it's not just sort of our ideas on paper. We've then taken it out to the provider community and asked for feedback, asked for them to uh, edit it, share their thoughts with us, make sure that it means something to them as providers who really are the end user. Right. And I know that that's a topic that will continue to come up as, as we continue to discuss Medicaid and, and, and what how changes can impact members, but can you give us just a little bit, just a quick sense of where the idea came from and, and, and why this is so important to have a, a billing guide now? So we've heard a lot, you know, from the provider community about billing challenges and having denial rates or not knowing how to complete the billing forms. And, and so we wanted to take a leadership role on that and say, we will document what you need to do in order to get paid for a service you've rendered to a Medicaid member, um, and really wanting to make sure that they had the tools available to them and to their staff so that they could um, receive reimbursement for services. It was really wanting to address a concern of the provider community. That's great, and, and something that is uh, clearly needed, and, and like I said earlier, it's definitely something that we'll be coming back to in the future. Uh, so as we wrap up, can you give us a sense now, you've been down in Springfield, you have a sense of, of what the chessboard looks like a, a little bit more as, as changes continue to happen down there. What's, what's coming up next for the association? So we're really starting to focus on eligibility and redetermination from a member perspective. How do we find best practices that exist in other states um, and bring those best practices here to Illinois from a policy perspective? Um, continuing to educate and work with legislators and then uh, really looking forward to our annual conference in September. Okay, great. Well, on behalf of uh, Sam, 
and the team at I'm Hip. I'm Deronda Bubbly again from the Gemini Group. We thank you for tuning in for another episode of Sam Says. A lot of exciting stuff happening that we will be uh, continuing to talk about in the coming months, especially as we head into the summer months here. If you like what you hear, please share this with your networks and also follow us on the social media profiles, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And you can also listen to this podcast on Podbean. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.